0: Join my family as we unleash your unique genius and find the connections you need to launch your adventure today. Join us and let's get Amplify. Hello, hello, Amplify You family. Michelle Abraham here today. I am so excited, guys. I've got a great guest for you today. We're going to be talking about uh, all sorts of really cool things when it comes to business, your mindset. Uh, I've got an amazing guest with me here today, Masha Pavlova. Masha, how are you doing today?
1: I am doing fantastic. So excited to be here, Michelle.
0: Yes, we got so many great things. that so many great directions that we could take this interview that I didn't want to just like say it all at the beginning. I wanted to leave a little bit for a surprise, but this is an ask the expert interview. So Masha is a thought leader, innovator, speaker, coacher, coacher, co- you're a coach, not a coacher, a coach. <laughs> well, kind of could be a coacher too, right? <laughs> a coach That's is right. the number one best selling author and founder of the MDP studio and ESC by the U brand. I build. Pro- she builds processes to connect leaders, change makers, and visionaries with high impact projects, funding, and resources necessary to solve pressing problems such as business sustainability, education, and housing in communities around the globe. And she, her and I were just discussing, uh, she's spoken on so many incredible stages. She's co-authored books with Joe Fatelli. Uh, she's co-authored books with James Redfield and Ken Honda and spoken on stages like Harvard with Blue Talks um, in LA, as well as so many other amazing places. So, Masha, it's so exciting to be with you. You're a big believer about collaboration like I am, and um, you're just looking at connecting people and projects together, and it's so awesome that you're here with us today. So thanks for being here.
1: Thank you so much, Michelle. It's a pleasure.
0: Awesome. Well, let's dive into kind of what we were discussing before we jumped on you guys, all the best conversations I tell you happen before we press record. We're sorry. We can't let you in on all of those, but <laughs> we'll try to do our best to bring you up to speed. So we were discussing about how there's so many things that stop entrepreneurs from launching a podcast. And there's these, all these stories that come up in our head and all these things that like happen. And in fact, I might, some of, you know, my personal story is it took me four years to launch my own podcast. Because, Nasha, I had a lot of those stories going on in my head, too. So uh, I know you work with a lot of entrepreneurs. Is that that's a common thing with entrepreneurs? It's not just us podcasters, right?
1: Oh, my gosh. I think this is just a human thing. Like, I think it's just, it goes out to everything that we do. It's just we have that little voice inside as it comes in. It's like, oh, I'm this or I'm that or this is not the right timing or this is going on. And it's like, well, why? Who, at what point did we start agreeing to this?
0: Right. And how do we like stop those voices from like preventing us from taking action to like what we actually really want to do?
1: Oh, great question. And I think, I think the first thing is, is that there's absolutely no judgment of that part because that part keeps us safe. And there's something about it that serves us, which is why we are here and which is why we keep doing what we're doing because there's a part that's showing up that's like, oh, well, this is working. So what needs to change? And in fact, until we recognize that, yes, this part is serving me and I want something better or different. It, it it doesn't have any reason to change mm. and saying that as soon as you shift that and say, okay, thank you. And I do want something different. And here's what I want. It, it unlocks all of these doors because you stop knocking at the one that's close.
0: That makes a lot of sense. And so like the shift can be quite quick once we make, but I feel like we have to make that decision. Like you said, you have to make the decision and then have a plan and it's funny because it's like such a, I would say like cliche thing to say about entrepreneurs. Like, if you, you gotta make the plan, work the plan, and otherwise you're not going anywhere. But it's actually true. Your your brain can't really actually know where you want to go without it being like a really de- clear decision. <laughs> is that right? Yeah,
1: that's right. I mean, there's there's really like there's something to understand. There's two different mindsets, right? There's a mindset of, oh my gosh, well I don't know if I can, and then the problem you're solving is if I can, right? The if is there. And so your mind goes back and forth within the if versus if you make a decision that, yes, this is what I want. And yes, this is what I'm doing. The problem that you're solving becomes different. You're actually solving for the how. You're, you're, you're in the creative mindset versus the limited belief system of, well, can I really do this? Versus no, I can now let me figure out the how.
0: Right. And so for our podcasters, just thinking about the ones that are sitting at home right now, they're still afraid to press that record button. Uh, there's mm. some things that are going on in their heads, like "Who's going to listen to me? I'm not good enough, and who am I to be the expert on this?" What, what, do you, what are some of your words of advice for for those sitting at home, saying those, having those thoughts run through their heads?
1: Oh my gosh! First of all, it still comes back every once in a while. Like, who am I to blank? Right? And the bigger you get, it's not like those things go away. It's you build up the traction and the know how and the wherewithal and the skill set to be able to say. I hear you. And (laughs) Uh, I remember one of the first people who ever saw me on stage before I even saw myself on stage. The idea would terrify me uh, to give a little bit of context. And it seems like forever ago, but it's been within the last maybe seven, eight years that this happened. Uh, I, I started networking and I remember I would get up in front of 15 people. Five of which I knew, and I would get up and I would get a minute to introduce myself, say, hi, my name is Masha Pavlova, I'm the CEO of of, of this and this company, and this is what I do. And I remember I got up and my body was literally physically shaking in front of 15 people, five of which I knew. And from that space, I could not imagine myself going on these big stages. I couldn't imagine myself talking in front of even like an audience of 50, right? that, That was so beyond what I could possibly imagine. And at the time, I had a dear friend and, and um, almost like a mentor role at the point. And I remember him saying something. We had a five-hour conversation. We just went into this deep discussion of, of some of these big issues. And he goes, "Masha, I see you on, on these, this huge stage in front of tens of thousands of people." And I just had like I almost had a meltdown at the idea. Like, what? Like, what are you talking about? Like, me and a stage? That's crazy. And he goes, "What you need to understand, and this this is something I've carried with me since he said this," is he said. It doesn't matter if you're talking to five or fifty or fifty thousand people. It doesn't matter because you're still talking to an individual. There's something in it for one person, and that's all you have to worry about. It. That's the only life that you impact. You've done your job. I love it. Yeah, I've
0: said that many times before too. I was just like, oh, I love this say. I love that because on a podcast too, like you, the best podcasts like don't talk to like, hey everyone, how's everyone doing? He's like. Hi, how are you today? Glad you're doing good. Like, it's like lines in the ears of one person. It comes across so much better than the, hey, everyone, we're going to do this today. (laughs) Right, that's right. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's awesome. And so now that's come to fruition. You're standing on stages in front of thousands of people. How cool is that?
1: It's still terrifying. It's still (laughs) terrifying. And like, that's the thing I have to remember. Like, It's so strange because... You interact with these incredible people and again in your in our minds we we have we have this thing about the us and the them right we have the well this is this is how it is for them and it must be easy and it must be this and it must be that and i don't know about you michelle but for me it's still it's like it's like i'm still get nervous right it's still the nerves are still there and i draw this line about okay my stuff is over here and there's time for me to deal with my stuff and i have my coach for that i have my therapist for that i have programs for that and then as soon as i step into the other side of the line it's not about me anymore. It's not about my stuff. It's not about anything else other than serving my mission and my message and my message and my mission is towards the one person I'm impacting today right now in this moment.
0: Oh, that's so good. I love the way you said that because then it helps our brain um, separate that, the our stuff from like our mission. Cause sometimes that gets those voices get in there and, and can conflict with us being able to share our message and make the impact that we want to make because it's so confused by <laughs> and worried about our own stuff. So I love that. And you step on stage or turn on a microphone or record. It's all about that one, keeping that one person in mind that you're going to change their life. And it's so true. Like I, my life was changed by podcasting. That's why I originally got into it. I was a listener And it helped me overcome like postpartum depression and kind of got me back into my mojo and got my, got my wheels turning again. And like after being a busy entrepreneur and going home going to have a baby and then love being a mom, but like that, my business brain went to mush and didn't feel very motivated afterwards, but to get back out and get walking and putting my earbuds in and listen to a podcast. Oh my God. That podcast had such a huge impact in my life.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. it's it is amazing. It's life changing for both yourself and for them. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think our podcasters or entrepreneurs or speakers need to like, remember that. And I think it's such a good message that you're bringing today to remember that it's not about you. Once you step on stage, it's about serving, serving that one person who, whose life is going to make a difference. And I can't tell you how many podcasters have told me that they've heard from their audience and they've changed someone's life. And, that's exactly what you just said. If you change one person's life, you've done your job, right? Like that's that's amazing. Like and so then you can go on to, you know, make a difference in many people's lives too. But having that serve that one person, I think is pretty awesome.
1: That's right. That's right.
0: So you know your business, you started in branding, in photography and helping people with their brands. What would you suggest to people starting a new business today when it comes to branding and getting your voice clear and getting your message out there in a way? And I think that clarity sometimes convolutes some of those voices in your head. You're not super clear. Uh, My experience is that the more you speak in a microphone, the more clear you become about your message. Any words of advice for people starting wanting to share their message with their and creating their own brand? Oh, Absolutely.
1: I have this theory around branding and it's, it feels like it challenges what most people believe what branding actually is. So to define a brand, to find what the branding is, right? It's the perspective and perception that the other party has about what it is that you're creating and putting out there. And oftentimes we do this thing where we talk about, uh, we start outside of ourselves and we say, well, who is my demographic? Who is my psychographic? Let's describe this person. And then based on what the thing that I'm offering is I'm going to design the color scheme and the words and the, and the messaging and everything like that. And what happens is it almost feels disconnected. It either feels disconnected from us, from our mission, from our purpose or from the client themselves, even because we're looking at them from a very objectified perspective. And the way that I, I learned branding, the way that I talk about branding is really from the inside out from both from here's what I'm trying to accomplish For myself, here's what I'm trying to accomplish for my person that I'm serving. And here's how it reflects from the inside of my story, from the vulnerability of what I have gone through, from what has created me and my journey and my solutions, because we oftentimes create what we needed way back when going through the struggles that we've gone through in our lives. Mm -hmm. And so being able to reflect on that and bring that into the brand, it creates almost an embodiment of, of, of its own, like it becomes its own entity. And that entity speaks into who we are as well as who our client is trying to become. That's the most beautiful thing about the brand because then everything else you're adding to it. You're saying, well, if this is this entity exists and it represents all of these components, what does that look like? What does that sound like? And then you become to you start stepping into that space. Uh, and, and your client meets you there versus trying to accomplish something and then try to force it on your client.
0: I mean, that sounds so funny when you say it, but it's so, it's so how we all usually create things. And it's not an interesting that we're having this conversation today because I've had this conversation several times in the last like month or so with other entrepreneurs where we were kind of like realizing we did a really good job of branding the business, but not branding ourselves as the thought leaders. And so I feel like, myself included a lot of, um, entrepreneurs are going back to the drawing board right now and be like, what? So if Michelle and M- Michelle Abraham, what is her mission and what is her beliefs and what is her passion and what's her mission versus amplify you that she created and amplify you has its own mission and vision. And how does that work into Michelle Abraham's brand? And because we're doing a lot of shifting over here at Amplify U right now, where is taking over the CEO role, and I am moving more into a visionary role. It's kind of made me start to think of like, what is that? What does that look like? And what I need to start branding myself. I was like, that's really crazy that I don't have a personal website or you know that kind of thing so it's interesting uh it's interesting you brought that up today because i've been going through that in my head myself do you feel like that is something that every business owner should have their own personal brand to, personal brand to versus like a a program or a service that they offer oh
1: percent. in fact there's this transition that's been happening in the world that i absolutely am in love with so we previously, too, even even, I think even going to the pandemic, this was still a reality. We had this resistance of including all of us in business. Yeah, you know, how many times have you heard itself. of yeah. this doesn't belong in the business? Spirituality doesn't belong in business. Your personal stuff doesn't belong in business. Your emotions. Are- I'm sorry. It, it, I'm not saying that, you know, come and, 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 and vent to your clients. That's, that's not the goal, right? You still show up in integrity, show up in your values and all of you gets to show up because that's where all the vulnerability is. That's what we're we're being asked of right now from, from the customers, from the listeners, from the people who are serving. And so if I'm showing up in my integrity and in alignment with, with my brand, what happens is all of the services that you have, all of the products, all of the businesses, like I'm a serial entrepreneur. I have all of these different branches of what I do. And they're all different facets of the same mission, which is embodied through my work. So it, it's, it's yes, you absolutely get to have your own brand because every single part of what you do is simply a facet of that brand through different skill sets, through different products, different services.
0: I feel like uh, it's so cool. Like the world is going to this where now every person has their own personal brand and what they do for work or they do for fun or whatever is just a part of that personal mission and that personal brand. I think that's really cool. That is not something when I started in business, like almost 20 years ago now, that wasn't, that wasn't, that wasn't the case. It was like, you put a website up for your business. What's your business? Who's your avatar? And just like you were explaining earlier, we like throw that, that, that branding onto the, <laughs> off to the uh, avatar, right. And then and onto the customer, right. And they've got to match it. And so this is, seems like such a more natural way of like being you and showing up as you. And I'm wondering if that's stemming from like social media where, you know, on the outside of social media, everyone seems to be like perfect and like no flaws and causing a lot of mental health. I think issues with, you know, the, the followers and um, especially like our younger generation. And so I think being real and vulnerable in everything that you do is so important to just help our followers know that you're not perfect either. And you're, this is part of real life <laughs> and you're doing oh life gosh. and business altogether, together.
1: Right. Absolutely. And Think about it from this perspective. If we are coming in and we're, first of all, if we're trying to be perfect and we're trying to be skill based, right? If we cut everything else out, the goal originally was, here's my skill. Here's how good I am at what I do, right? And I'm better than everybody else. That's That was the original marketing, right? Here's why I'm better. Here's why I'm different. And if we think about it from a perspective of cutting ourselves out, then really, what is your unique proposition? Mm. then you're trying to compete, you know, then you get into competing on price. Well, you know, if somebody else can do the same service as me, then we're looking at price because then we're, we have an absence of value. And if we're adding more value, then we're giving more of ourselves. Well, somehow cutting ourselves out Mm -hmm. where instead we can approach it from a perspective of my unique story and my unique way of approaching this, my unique vulnerabilities, my unique experiences, Combined with all of the skill sets that I have is what makes the unique proposition, because then that cannot be replicated. Then it will speak to my person because I'm showing up authentically and that can't be matched by anybody else.
0: Yes. Yeah. I love that. It makes, it's like your unique voice. Like there's no, there could be like a hundred podcasts on your topic, but your, your voice is not in there in the mix. And so you're going to attract the right people by sharing your story. Uh, So good. Uh, Yeah, this is such a great approach to branding and marketing that I think is refreshing. And it's not, I I don't know, I don't see it out there a lot in mainstream marketing and branding practices. So you're onto something, Masha. I love it. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about the work that you are currently doing. So um, you still helping people with their branding or or have you evolved into doing some other, I know you're multifaceted and you have lots of great projects on the go. So tell us what you're up to.
1: Yeah, definitely multifaceted. I, I, I'm curious if there's a, a line for when you become a serial entrepreneur, like how many businesses <laughs> gets you that title, but I'm definitely, <laughs> Yeah, like I've <laughs> definitely well, been in that space yeah. for a while. Um, so essentially what I'm doing right now is it looks like a lot of different things, but the way that I serve is I love people and I love processes. And so I love bringing people and processes together. And so what I do and how I apply that is I apply that on the personal side, I apply it to the business side, as well as to big global projects. And so it looks like some of it looks like branding and marketing. Some of it looks like personal coaching and innovation through shifting businesses, as well as then innovation on a global scale, working with big big picture projects and figuring out how do we do this thing better?
0: <laughs> That's awesome. And so you mostly working with entrepreneurs then?
1: Yes, most entrepreneurs, people with big missions and visions, people who have something really big that they want to create and achieve in their life.
0: I know you're connecting entrepreneurs with some bigger global projects, too. Tell us a little bit about
1: that. Yeah, I've, I've in my mission to show people that there's nothing that's impossible because that's been my goal in my life is showing that and anything, anything you set your mind to, you can truly achieve as cliche as that sounds and it's easier than you think. Uh And so in that space, what I've been able to accomplish in the last six months is extraordinary i started working with global projects we're talking six seven eight nine figures um and being able to address housing and education business sustainability uh, agriculture things like that and what i do with my role in that is is i come in and i i look at the systems which are normally very closed off they're usually very internalized and so even if people are in the same industry in the same space they don't they aren't aware of each other. And when we think about it, even from an entrepreneur's perspective, we approach things and we look at competition as competition versus this opportunity to grow our entire field and make impact on a global scale, because you have a unique offer that you're offering that you are bring to the table, but your client is not just a point on the map, right? You're coming in at a point in their story. And so when that happens is you can recognize, when you look at it from this perspective, you recognize that there are other points on that story that you don't necessarily serve, but they need. So how can you create alliances to be able to serve them on a different level by combining what you offer with others? And in that space, there's opportunity to work with incredible organizations and partners and people and investors and sponsors and everything. Because in that space, people think differently. People work differently because their goal is bigger than themselves. So that's the space I love to play in and get people into.
0: I love it. Now you're you really specialize on helping people see that anything is 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 possible and getting their mindset to it. So do you have a couple of um tips that you leave us with today on how to um adjust our mindset so that we believe that anything is possible? And once you have a goal or have an idea of something you want to accomplish, how do you get going on that to make sure your brain stays with you on the plan?
1: <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Well, the first thing to recognize is that, first of all, all of our experiences are valid and true. At the same time, what our mind does is this interesting thing, and our mind is wired this way to keep us safe, right? Um, is It's wired to confirm our reality that we believe in, which causes us to essentially live in a bubble of our own. And in that bubble, everything that you know happens confirms our belief system. And if our belief system is uh, the way that you recognize this in yourself is if you say, well, my industry is this or is that, or it's not this or is not that. People won't do this. People won't spend money on this stuff. People won't listen. People won't do this. and this. So, so you generalize and make a them statement and you make that statement to be true. What I would invite you to do is to say, well, it, it, first of all, I invite you to start paying attention to that because what's going to happen is you're going to start noticing all of the times that you do that and you're going to go, what, why am I doing that? And the question to ask yourself is, Is that really true? Why am I telling myself that story? Because what's on the other side of that story is running into examples of things that are something different. So for example, we all know the car, right? The the, the car situation where confirmation with confirmation bias, where if I'm buying a red truck, all of a sudden I'm seeing red trucks everywhere. Uh, See if you can apply that same theory to, to what it is that you're trying to achieve. And instead of sitting in your bubbles and saying, well, people don't care about this stuff, see if you can find the people who do. Okay, that would be I the biggest that. first step.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great first step for sure. I remember when I was pregnant, I would like to see pregnant ladies everywhere. Now I don't see pregnant ladies anywhere. So. <laughs> that's
1: right. That's right. Is our next step. The next step would be to, once you start finding those people, right? Start, see if you can like make this a curious experiment, right? We love to gamify things. Our minds are very, very good at that. So make a game out of it. Make a structure of it and say, can I notice three things this week? Can I notice three things today? That are maybe more of what I want versus what I'm recognizing I have or my belief system has. And once you start finding those areas, those people, those places, see if you can shift to hanging out in those spaces. It's kind of the, uh, being able to put yourself around the people that you want to be more like. And what you'll recognize is your reality starts kind of being challenged, right? And it's, and it's hard and it's scary. And there's this point of like, Oh, you know, do I really do this? And do I really belong here? And you know, the imposter syndrome comes up and the fear comes up and the worthiness comes up. And, and you know, at that point, you have a conscious choice. You can say, okay, well, I want to stay safe and I'm not quite ready yet, and that's okay. Or you can say, you know what? That space doesn't really serve me anymore. I want to go play over there and figure out what that looks like and and have fun with it be creative with it. And don't expect it to be hard. It doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to take a long time. It can be fun. It can be easy. It can be simple. And the further you go, the more confirmation you have, the easier it gets.
0: Mm, I like that. You know, you don't have to be a billionaire to hang out with the billionaires. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I, 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 I love this saying too. Like if you um, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> Challenging you to get into bigger rooms. Yeah. That's cool. Is there another step? I, I think um
1: one of the biggest things that's there when you're on that other side and you start recognizing and accepting. I, this is this is still mind-boggling to me. Is I, and I, I've I've had the opportunity to talk to some of the most incredible people in the world, and you talk with them, and we have this perception of like, oh well, they must be like this, or they must be like that, and we have this again, the us and them, right? And you have conversations, and they're not different from anybody else. Like everybody struggles, everybody has this, everybody has that going on. It's just the way that they address those things is going to be different, the level at which they play is going to be different, but. There's really there's no difference in who they are versus who we are. There's there's absolutely nothing there. And so embrace that. See if you can find those pieces of what you admire about them in yourself and mirror that into their life, into your own life. That'll be my biggest, biggest suggestion. That's that's I, that's what I live by.
0: Those are great. I love those. Great tips. Uh, so good. And you family, I hope you were paying attention to those and writing those down. Those are writer-downers. <laughs> those three <laughs> steps I think can take you really far. Uh, and in going towards what you want. And I think first, like making that decision to what you want and then stop being addicted to the old stories that you're telling yourself. Right. I think there's really, there's an addiction there of the stories that you're telling yourself. And, uh, I think once you present a new story and get addicted to a new story, (laughs) that's right. So good. Masha, it's been so much fun having you here today. Thank you so much for being here with us. Any last words for our audience before we let you go today?
1: Yes, I I'm like I'm getting I'm getting this message here. And I, I feel like I feel like there's somebody listening who really needs to hear this. Uh there's a it's like a 30-minute interview with Bob with a late Bob Proctor. And he talks about marathons. And he said, there is a difference between professional marathon runners and people who just try to run marathons. There is a point in the marathon that will happen that you feel like you cannot take another step. You feel like you're just done, right? You're ready to give up. You're ready to walk away. You feel like your body physically cannot take another step. And the difference between professional marathon runners is that they know that that is actually part of the process. Mm. And because of that, they can make it to the finish line. So if you're struggling with something, if there's something that's coming up and says, oh, my gosh, I don't I really don't know if I can take another step. Remember that that's actually part of the process. And what's in the, the other side is growth and prosperity and expansion and everything you want. So take that next step. It's It, it becomes easier from there.
0: Wow, that's amazing. I really love that. And, you know, on the other side, grass is greener. (laughs) (laughs) It's a terrible thing to say that it's, you know, we use that saying so often, but I love the analogy of the marathon runner and like knowing that as part of the process, can you imagine removing ourselves from within that stage where you're like, I can't do anything else and being like looking at it from a bigger perspective of like, oh, that's just part of this. And on the other side of that is this amazing rainbows and gold coins you
1: know that's right there's still a little bit of struggle struggle like, like let's keep this real like there's still stuff that's gonna come yeah. up
0: yeah and and
1: you're gonna be okay
0: yeah and for the marathon runner maybe it's like hamburgers and milkshakes and they're on the other side there you go. that's
1: right that's, that's right
0: awesome. so great Masha can you tell us a little bit more about where to find out more about you and uh what you want us to do to connect with you
1: Oh, absolutely. You can find me at connectwithmasha.com and that's M-A-S-H-A, connectwithmasha.com. You'll find all of my current projects going on right now, my businesses, and there's a calendar link if you want to get in touch. I would love to help support you in any way or perform and uh, yeah, see if anything there speaks to you and let's let's connect.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here and apply you today. You family, make sure you connect, reach out to Masha, give her some love and uh review and rate this episode. Give her some love and thank you for being a guest today, Masha. It's been so much fun having you here.
1: Thank you so much, Michelle. It's been a pleasure.
0: All right, Amplify You family. Take care. Have a great week. We'll see you again next week.